Hello everybody, welcome back to Multiverse Media. On uh, today's episode, we're going to be going through a couple of top 10 lists um, of varying subjects. Yes. I think we're going to start start the episode off with uh, one that we, I feel, feel like we kind of came up with ourselves. Um, yeah, in the last episode. Yeah, movies that have no business being good, but somehow are. <laughs> uh, did you want to go first with your list? Sure. Alrighty. So they're not in any particular order or anything. It's just ten movies. Yeah. Um. Barnyard. Mm-hmm. Solid film. No business being good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Nickelodeon movie about a talking cow and a like, talking, talking farm. farm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Hits hits pretty good emotionally too. Mm-hmm. I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two is Battleship. Yep. Absolutely. Again, it's a movie about a Hasbro game that doesn't have any story. No. <laughs> the story is that aliens are attacking. <laughs> but that's not even the board game. No. <laughs> nope. But that movie slaps. Number three, Napoleon Dynamite. Yep. It's a, it's a banger right there. Mm-hmm. Um, four, Chicken Little. Oh, yeah. Chicken Little was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, Surf's Up. Yep. That one's also good. Six, uh, Legend of the Guardian, Owls of Cahool. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven, Battle, Los Angeles. Oh. It's like a, not a triple-A movie, movie or anything like Or not a high, it's, it's a low-budget movie, but it was done I really remember well. hearing it's really good, yeah. Um, eight is Tag. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I remember when that movie came out, I was like, really? It's mm-hmm. a movie about a bunch of grown men playing tag? <laughs> that sounds like the stupidest thing ever. Yep. And then you watch it, and it's <laughs> amazing. It's great. Uh, nine is Popstar. Oh, Popstar is good, yep. Popstar's a good time. And ten is Edge of Tomorrow or Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, I yeah. I know it's called different, th- different titles depending mm-hmm. on where you are. Those are all good picks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my list, I have Battleship, mm-hmm. of course. Um, and then number two is Speed Racer. Yeah, I almost put that one on. It's just, yeah, the combination that went to make that movie. Like, you get the people that made The Matrix. Like, what's your next film going to be? Speed Racer. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Like, sounds good. <laughs> Um, yeah, movie's pretty good. It's cheesy, but it's, like, endearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wedding Crashers. Oh, yeah, Just that's the a good movie. whole idea of it's stupid, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. If you told me Will Ferrell and John C. Riley acting like they were eight, but they're all, they're both, like, 35, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to watch it, but <laughs> <laughs> you watch it, and it's hilarious. Uh, The Lone Ranger. Oh, okay, Army yeah. Hammer and Johnny Depp. That one, I like that movie quite a bit. Oh, I always forget that's Army Hammer. Yep. Um. Zombie Land. I have on there. I've never seen it, but I just, from what I've heard, it's really good. It is really good. And it, it's a comedy about killing zombies, which you wouldn't really think the two would go together, but yeah. apparently it does. Um. They're both good. Both of them. Yeah. 
The next one I have here is the Lego movie. Oh, okay, yeah. Because you watch it and, well, it is a kid's movie, but it's also really funny. <laughs> yeah. And, like, the jokes are, are structured well. Then I also have the Lego Ninjago movie, because that one's also pretty funny. Oh, that one's incredible. Yeah, there's some good jokes there. Um, then I have Barnyard, like, similar to yours. Yeah. And then Open Season. Oh, open. <laughs> open that, season's so stupid it works. <laughs> it's only the first one though. Yeah, the after rest of that them they suck. drop off so hard. Oh yeah, but the first movie is that DreamWorks? I think so. I think so. I don't know for sure though. Did you see their new their logo? Their new logo? Yeah, looks, it's good. It is good. Well, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's Blue Sky. That did open season. Maybe. They would be on Disney Plus then. Yeah. I don't know who did it. Or maybe Nickelodeon even. Maybe. Um, so yeah, that's our our lists for uh, movies that have no business being good but are. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to go through your most, like, go through the most watched movies list? Yeah, sure. Okay. So these are movies that, like, I went all the way back to my childhood. Like, oh yeah, Movies that I've... Like I'm hoping one, <laughs> uh, very specific movies on your list. Uh-huh. If not, oh, it is. I'm gonna be very surprised. <laughs> <It's> number one, <laughs> but it's also recent as well. Mm. So first, I have the Amazing Spider-Man because obviously yeah. you know I watch that movie like five times a year. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yep. um, second, Lady and the Tramp, like the original. Because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, my mom said I watched that movie nonstop. <laughs> Fair. Uh, three is Elf. Oh yeah. I hate that movie now because <laughs> of how much I've watched it. Yep. Everybody's seen. I feel like everybody's seen Elf a thousand oh. times. Uh, four is Barnyard. Yep. Uh, five is Pirates of the Caribbean, but not just like a Pirates of the Caribbean. The first four. Mm. Like I've seen those mm-hmm. a ton. Uh, six Axar Ridge. Oh yeah, incredible movie. Definitely check it out. Seven Fast Five. Oh yeah, yep. Eight Transformers One. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine is Tron, the two thousand eleven one. Yep. And ten is Avatar. Oh, you've seen Avatar that much, eh? I would say so. Yeah. Hmm. Could I tell you when things are going <laughs> to happen in the movie? No. <laughs> Fair. Uh, it's a good list. Thanks. So for my most watched movies list, number one is Thunderbirds. That's not the movie I was thinking of. That's the one I've seen a lot. Number two is Sky High. That's the movie yeah. I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. It honestly should be on my list, too, because of how many times <laughs> I went to your house as a kid. Yeah, and it always it. happened to be Dude, on TV. I never owned Sky High. That's the funny part. It just happened to be on Disney that day. Every, Every time. time I came over, yep. this kid had the TV on. Oh, Sky High's on. We, we have watch to it. watch we it. We have to. It's oh. like a rite of passage. And then, he would, and then you would get mad at me for playing with Tico so much. <laughs> Like, all Dude, you, you want to do is play attention. with Tico. You never want to hang out with me. It's like, all you want to do is watch Sky watch High. High. I was trying to get this kid involved in peak cinema. And he's too worried about playing with Pomeranian. Yeah, we should say Tico was your dog. Yeah. 
no. It, yeah, Sky High is a good movie. I haven't seen it like, <laughs> I watched since it we again. watched it as a kid. It still slaps. Um, but yeah. Zoom's then, a banger, too. Yep, I have. Um, number three is About Time, because I've oh, seen yeah. that one quite a bit. Um, number good. four is Amazing Spider-Man, because I've seen that one lots. Uh, number five is Into the Spider-Verse. I think I've seen that movie, like, well, probably ten times, ten plus times. Uh, Lego Movie, I've watched, like, at least 15 times. Mm-hmm. Tron, the the new one, mm-hmm. or the newer one. Tokyo Drift. Seen yeah, that one see, it was between that and Fast Five for me, but I think ultimately I've seen Fast Five more. Mm-hmm. I only ever did, like, one watch through of the Fast series. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But I watched Tokyo Drift a lot. I've done multiple watch-throughs of the <laughs> Fast series. Yeah, I don't like to subject myself to that kind of torture. <laughs> I mean, what, like, one through seven is good. Yeah. Eight's bearable. Nine is dumpster fire. Yeah. But I own it now. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, after Tokyo Drift, I have Transformers 1 as well. Oh, yeah. Um, after Transformers, I have Man of Steel. Because I've seen that movie a lot. Um, I have Spider-Man 2 on here. Um, Agent Cody Banks. Oh, that's a heck of a pull right there. Yeah, I've seen that one so many times. The second one, probably more than the first, because I don't know. The second one is just better. Um, that was like my go-to movie if we were going on a road trip anywhere. I had like a little DVD player that I brought with me and headphones. And I'd always bring one of the Cody Banks movies, Zoom, Transformers, and like X-Men 1. (laughs) Those are the movies I used to watch quite a bit. Um, and then yeah, after Agent Cody Banks, I have Zoom. Oh yeah. That's all 10? Yep. That's all 10. See, I'd almost, now that you mentioned Cody Banks, I don't know why I connected these dots. Don't ask. <laughs> but Pink Panther. Oh, yeah. I watched those a lot, too. Yeah. Because, yeah. Dude, that second one scared the crap out of me. <laughs> There's that one scene where they're going into, like, the Pope's yeah. or whatever yeah, and bedroom. And it's, the... oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> I would not get scared now. But, like, <laughs> same Actually. with, like, uh, have Johnny you seen English? the yeah Johnny English mm-hmm. the freaking the maid chick with the mm-hmm. vacuum gun <laughs> that scared me for like months. Oh, I just found that hilarious. Oh, I I was terrified whenever vacuum got turned. I was like, <laughs> Johnny English two is actually really good. Now it came out like twenty eleven or twenty twelve. Yeah, the the first couple are good. The newest the new one, one is interesting. Yeah. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Big mistake right there. <laughs> oh, I didn't really get to pick. Fair. <laughs> um, favorite, you want to do favorite movies of the year? Sure. Uh, mind if I go first? On yeah, this one? go for it. Um, so my favorite movies of the year in order are The Batman. Obviously, the movie's great. Solid pick. So good. <laughs> um, and then The Northman. The second, that. really, mm-hmm. too. I don't know, it's just there's nothing else like it. Like, yeah, that's, so that's totally fair. And I remember watching it, it's like just freaky enough that you're like kind of on edge the whole time. Like, you don't know what kind of visuals you're going to get. Yeah. And some of them are pretty 
screwed up and some of them were cool. You also just don't know where the story's going. Yeah, you don't know where it's going. And then after The Northman, I have Bullet Train. That movie was hilarious. And I just really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, And then I have Top Gun Maverick at number four. And I have Wakanda Forever at number five. And that's my top five. Oh, yeah. Oh, garbage. <laughs> what about you? Um, Sorry, I just made a critical error over here. <laughs> Deleted all your notes? Um, No. <laughs> okay. So, I am surprised that Wakanda Forever is that low. I just, these other ones, if I, I just went back in my head, I'm like, what would I rather watch again? Mm. And I, I think those ones I'd still rather watch again before Wakanda Forever. So for me, I have the Batman as number one. Because, mm-hmm. again, obviously, incredible movie. Mm-hmm. Um, second, I have Wakanda Forever. Fair. I just think they did an incredible job yeah, with, they did. with everything that they needed to oh, yeah. do in that movie. Mm-hmm. And, and they went above and beyond as well, I think. It's easily the best MCU project in like a couple of years. Since Endgame, I would yeah. say. And uh, three, I have Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Because uh, it's literally like the perfect sequel. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> what do you have for four? No, for four I changed it. I had 13 Lives, that Amazon movie. Oh, yeah. But then you said Bullet Train, and I had forgot about Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. So I put Bullet Train as four. Because that was just... Action-packed, but also full of comedy. And we just haven't gotten anything like, like that in a really long time. It's, yeah, not consistently funny. Like, yeah. almost that entire movie is hilarious. Yes. And it's, it's like, it's quick enough pace that like you can enjoy it. You don't get bored. Mm-hmm. And they keep... It's a mystery movie, too. They keep, like, they'll, they'll start a joke in the beginning of the movie, and <laughs> yeah. they'll keep it running through uh-huh. the whole movie. Yeah. They don't just abandon it after they've used it once. No. And it, they don't overuse jokes like that, though. No, they, no. They balance it very nicely. Um, Five is Ambulance. Oh, yeah. I know you haven't seen it, but it's... It's really good. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Keeps you on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal does an incredible job. So does... Uh, What's your face? Isaac Gonzalez. Yes. And then, yeah, honorable mentions, I just, like I said, 13 Lives, Hustle. Oh, yeah, Hustle was really good. Hustle was really good. Yeah. And Uncharted was also really good. Yeah, that was a fun one. Keep in mind, we haven't seen everything that came out this year. No. There's some that we want to see that would just happen. Like, Like, we Bodies, bodies, bodies. Yeah, Don't Worry, Darling. Don't Worry, Darling. And um, there's a couple other ones. There's, uh, there's still, phone. yes, that one I really want to see. Yeah, there's still movies coming out too, like <laughs> <laughs> you know, like oh what? Avatar two. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, that plane movie that's coming Devotion. that came out this weekend. Devotion. Yeah, I really want to see that. That one looks really good. Yeah, there's a couple other ones I want to see too, like Tar. Um, it's like Kate Blanchett's new film. It's supposedly supposed to be amazing. 
Oh, X and Pearl. X and Pearl, yep. Uh, there's another one. Well, Bones and all. Bones and all, yep. Um, that's another, like, oh, I feel the like... menu. The menus. Yeah, and um, the invitation. And the invitation, yep. I was going to say, I feel like there's another one that came and out. Glass August. Onion. Still... Yeah, but that one's not out. Well, it's in theaters. Yeah, it's in theaters. But... I don't know if it's in theaters here, but. I think so. Hmm. But yeah, we still haven't watched those. We haven't seen Death on the Nile either yet. Yeah. But we're both big fans of the Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, I can wait on that one, to be completely honest. On Death on the Nile? I'm excited to see it, but I'm excited to see other movies. Yeah, I'm, I'm more inclined to watch Glass Onion over Death on the Nile. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other lists do we have here? Uh, sequels that are better than the first one. Oh, yeah. Um, top 10 MC, or comic movie castings. Sure. You want to do sequels? A sequels list next? Sequels, yeah, sure. Uh, if you want to go first, you want me to. Uh, I can go first. Just keep in mind, we do have to... Got about eight minutes of recording left before we Switch have over. to start it up again. <clears throat> so the sequel is better than the original list. I don't have it in any particular order. Yeah, me neither. Um, <clears throat> but I have Spider-Man No Way Home because I like that more than Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, Top Gun Maverick I prefer more than the original. Um, now this one I haven't seen, but I know a good amount about it. And I can kind of confer which one I would like better. But Blade Runner twenty, I think twenty forty nine mm. or twenty ninety nine. I think it's forty nine. Yeah, on that, a shelf here somewhere. That one I really want to watch, but I've tried watching the original Blade Runner, and I know it is good. I just got to get past the the pacing of it. It's a bit slower. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so after Blade Runner, I have John Wick three. Um, oh it's yeah, my favorite one out of the John Wick movies. I thought about <clears throat> I thought about those, but I don't know. The first one's just the first one's good, but the, I don't know. Ever since like they just keep get better and better kills each movie, and like more creative. They do. I don't know. I I like the the also. I I just like the story of the first one because it like after the first one, it's kind of like okay, he's just he's just killing people. Well, I mean, there's still a pretty decent story there. Like there is, but like his old assassin days and like. Like People the, he didn't think he'd have to repay debts to and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially three when he's got to like cut off his finger and stuff. And Halle Berry's back with like dogs mm. and stuff. I don't know. Three's just perfect for me. It's, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But I just like the first the one. meaning behind the first one. Like mm. the reason he's killing people is because yeah That's somebody fair. his wife died and they. Took the or killed or whatever the only thing that yeah she left for him yeah that's fair but yeah I don't know first one burns a little too slow for me now to keep me interested oh that's totally fair um and then after John McCree I have the Last Jedi because I like it more than the Force Awakens you are garbage I just it's just good I don't it's know not I, good I I have the same thing with Last Jedi as I did with BVS where I watched BVS the first time and I was like yeah. This is okay. And, like, it's not what I was expecting, though. And then 
I watched Batman v Superman again. I'm like, oh, I just wasn't paying attention to like what the story they were actually trying to tell. And now I love BVS, and I did that with The Last Jedi. I'd seen it in theaters. I thought it was okay, but I didn't really understand what they were going for. And then I watched it again like two years ago, and I was like, oh, it's not really a Star Wars movie in the sense of like group of people band together, take down a bad guy lasers <laughs> like it's not mm-hmm. that typical star wars story it's about like a broken luke skywalker who's bitter because of like his own decisions that he's made and he he like it's basically a hermit because he feels like he's the best place for him to be is away from society where he can't do any more damage than he's already done and that whole like dynamic with him and adam driver as uh but i think ben right ben kylo ben, ren ben, yeah. kylo ren I don't know. I just really like the story they tell in that one. Um, I then, I think you saying he is distancing himself from everybody to do less damage and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yet in that movie, he does the most damaging thing in all of the movies. Yeah, that's the irony. Of he throws decision. a lightsaber. Oh, bull! Like it's oh, nothing. Boo hoo! <laughs> Yeah, he throws the lightsaber and everybody looks at that one scene and goes, Oh, they ruined the shit, they ruined the sequel, how dare they? But you look at the story they're telling and that's exactly what Luke would have done. I know, because but he it's hates just, the Jedi Order a... because the Jedi Order failed him in his eyes. Like It's like so low on my favorite Star Wars movies oh, list. That movie is like one of my favorite like Star Wars movies. It's like Phantom movies. Menace and then The Last Jedi. See I get that if there's actually valid criticism, but when people just say The Last Jedi sucks because it sucks, like, give me a little more. No, I, I honestly, to me, it's a little boring. Yeah. But we both know you have a tendency to find movies boring, and then when you rewatch them with some context, you enjoy them a lot more. <laughs> that is true. Not that you're going to love it. But, but Guardians but... 2 will never be good. Yeah, except when you watched it, you were like, no, yeah, it was really I good, said actually. it was good, but it wasn't better than the first one. The no, first one is a thousand times good. better. In every way. Yeah. So wait till we start talking about Dune. Guys, can have a stroke. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Don't even Austin get me started on Dune. to very much project himself into every movie he watches. So if the character makes a decision that he doesn't agree with it, movie sucks. <laughs> Dune's the mom and Dune. <laughs> yeah, the best part female character. And Austin's like, I wouldn't make that decision. <laughs> What would you do as a mother, Austin? Not when she did. did. (laughs) Anyway. He's the worst part of that movie. Um, After The Last Jedi, I have the... uh, I think it's Harry Potter 4. When they start kind of taking a darker direction. Harry Potter 4 is um, Goblet of Fire. Prisoner of Azkaban is 3. Okay, then it's 3. Whatever... The one, one the Prisoner of Azkaban is where they go back in time. There's the wolf. And there's the wolf. Yeah, yeah. That's that's three. Yeah. I like that one because they start to take it more seriously. Like one and two are whimsical and then three. I'm surprised you had a Harry Potter movie on there. I'm surprised you did. I do. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you were thinking about ones to put on. I'm like, bro, Harry Potter. No, I, I, ha- I, I had that one on and then after that I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Because I would put like the last two, but I don't really think that's fair to just put the last movie. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, and then after Harry Potter three, I have Tron. 
the 2009 or 2012 one, whenever that one came out. 2011. Right 11. in the middle. So close. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just really like that movie. And yeah. it's better than the original. The original is... And for the time, it's great, but it is so hard to watch now. Like, I remember watching the newer one and then being excited to watch the old one. And I watched the old one, and I was like, I'm going to fall asleep now. <laughs> See, I've never seen the old one. That's okay. But I've seen the 2011 one oh, so wow. much that when, remember when we first moved out and we tried watching it and AJ oh, came yeah. over and yeah. we just couldn't get through we couldn't it get because through it. it was, it's like, it's a good movie, but it's a little tough to watch. Yeah, it's just slow. It's like, it's not a long movie, but the you, you almost need to watch it in two nights. Yeah. Yeah, it, I just. Yeah, even with that, like even with us not really loving it again, it's, it's still I'm better assuming than it's the definitely better than the original. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then after Tron, I have I have BBS because I consider it a sequel or follow up to Man of Steel. I really like Man of Steel; it's really good. But I like what BBS does for the Superman character more than Man mm. of Steel because it deals with like the political side of things and how. He's just trying to be like a perfect, or the society wants him to be a perfect super super person, but he's not. He's still human. Mm-hmm. That's what makes him relatable. But the media and the society forgets that side of him. He's not human. At least, I guess he's not human. But he's raised by humans, so he's he has crypto. he's human <laughs> uh, human tendencies and human. Yeah, I, I know what you're likeness. saying. I was just. Kind of being an asshole. Thanks for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, tips. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I really like BBS. All right, we're going to take a quick pause here and we'll reset in a little bit. All right, we're back after that short little break. Um, so yeah, we're just going through, uh, sequels we find better than the original. I just finished up talking about Batman v Superman. Um, and then next up I have the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I would consider it a sequel. I would too. Um, and it's just better than 2016 Suicide Squad in, in almost every way. No, no offense to David Ayer. Yeah, not, not that that movie. wasn't his fault. Yeah, not that that movie was really given a fair shot to begin with, but. There's things about it I like, but The Suicide Squad, I think, is the better movie for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I have Split. Because Split is a sequel to Unbreakable. I did not think about that. Yeah. And I really like Unbreakable, but I really like Split a more. <laughs> like They're kind of two different vibes. Split's a bit of a horror movie, but I like that one a lot. Um, I'm going to add an 11th slot. <laughs> and after Split, I have 10 Cloverfield Lane. Just because the, the Cloverfield one is a monster movie. Like a found footage monster movie. And while I'm sure it's good, I know that I'm going to find... <laughs> we've watched Cloverfield Lane, and I like it a lot. And just the premise of it ranks higher for me than the monster movie. Hmm. Um, and then after that, I have Winter Soldier, because I think it's better than Captain America, the first Avenger. And then after Winter Soldier, I have Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 
because I liked it more than the first one. But yeah, that's my list of sequels I find better than the original. Nice. What about you? What's your list look like? Uh, first one is, it's not just one movie, it's two. Oh, okay. But like, they're in a series. I oh. just couldn't decide. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 3 or 4. They're both really good. Oh, yeah. I think they're better. Like, not, not, not that the first one's bad, but I just think that they're more interesting. Mm-hmm. And more action-packed, whatever. Yeah. Uh, two is Taco Maverick. Really good, perfect sequel. Yeah. From this year. Um, three Transformers three. Oh yeah. I it's my favorite Transformers movie, out of them all. Yeah. Um, four Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um. Doesn't matter, second or third. I think that they're better than the first one. Not again. Not that the first one's bad. It's just the first one's more slow because they're sets up everything. They're, yeah, it's setting up everything. Yeah. Um, I forget about those ones all the time. I've seen them, but never enough to like remember what goes no, on. I've seen those movies a lot. <laughs> um, five Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah. See, for me, that's like it's peak. Probably the best That's the Star Wars movie. One, right? It's the... the third one in the prequels, yeah. Right. Yeah, that one is good. Um, six, No Way Home. Nice. Just like you said, it's an incredible movie. Yep. They really did a tone shift from the first two. Oh, big time. I didn't like the second one. That's fair. Um, seven... Harry Potter Half-Blood Prince, which is the sixth one. Mm. It's not one of the last two. It's, seven, it's the third one, last one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because there's, eight, there's right. eight movies, seven books. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, like, that is probably cool. one of the darkest ones. Arguably yeah. the darkest. Because, like... I, I'm going to spoil it, but <laughs> yeah, it's been out, it's been out for years. Yeah. Dumbledore dies in that one. Oh, yeah, that is good. I'm pretty sure Snape does, too. Mm, yeah. No, Snape's at the very end of all of them. Mm. When he takes the thing and goes back in time. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dumbledore, Snape's the reason Dumbledore dies. In yes, blood, but. but it's a necessary sacrifice. Yeah. yeah, Snape was playing the long game and nobody knew why. <laughs> and also... They go through all the horcruxes of right. Voldemort. Or, is it Tom? Tom Riddle. Tom Riddle, yes. Um, yeah. It's the only Harry Potter movie I own. Oh, I thought you owned all of them. No, I just own Half Blood Prince. <laughs> yeah, I might change mine to that one because I forget. It's incredible. I, I mix them together sometimes. But... It, it's, my, it's by far my favorite Harry Potter. Which is the one where. Harry sees the Death Eaters in the streetlights in the beginning of the movie. And then there's, like, they go to, like, drink butterbeer in, in, like, the town and nobody's around because it's Christmas time and there's, like, snow on the ground. It's one of, like, the first ones, I think. I think it's, like, three, three or four, maybe. Three has the Death Eaters. Yeah, the Ask Because one. that's when Harry first... Um, 
casts his Patronus, I believe, right. when they're at that lake. Mm. And he casts the Patronus to keep them at bay because he's, like, surrounded by them. Right, yeah. So that that's still Prisoner of Azkaban, the one that you said. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's the there's a specific scene in Half-Foot Prince that I remember. It's, like, him and Dumbledore on a boat, and they're going into, like, this really, like, dark cave like with water and they're they're going along and like it's just so dark and you're like what's gonna happen oh, and, and then things start those... popping out of the water oh yeah that because they're, they're trying to get a horcrux that's in there oh it's under it's in the water right i think so yeah it's yeah you wouldn't like the scene I no know. i, I you remember would be watching it shitting bricks yeah but... <laughs> i remember watching it it's just like i don't know for Cause yeah, you go from like the first couple, and then you see that, and you're like, oh damn. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I love the tonal shift in those movies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like the first two, three are whimsical, and then as soon as well, because they're kids, right? Yeah, because they're kids, and then as soon as three hits, it's like dark, and then yeah, once you get to the later ones, it's like super dark, and it's just creepy. Like, I love that. Um, actually, um, Harry Potter, Deathly Hallows, I believe, Part One is the first movie I ever cried in. Oh yeah, when Dobby. When Dobby dies. Yeah. It. Whew. Yeah, that's like that's a good scene. It's such a sad scene. See, I cry in that series every time Snape real uh, reveals why he did what he did. Yeah. Like when, and the way he talks about like Lily and stuff like that, and the way well, his yeah, changes and Lily stuff like that. So. Yeah, it, that makes me ball. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've honestly only watched the Harry Potter movies like once in a like in, like as a series, and then I just watched like individual ones mm-hmm. after that. I watched. So I should them. I should give them a yeah a watch. I watched them all in the span of like two days when I was homesick from school. Oh yeah, and I I was never allowed to watch them as a kid. Neither was I. And then I was just like, well, we got the TV box. Nobody's home. I'm just going to watch Harry Potter. <laughs> and I watched them. I'd seen the first one once before. I think me and my dad watched it. Mm-hmm. So I'd skipped that one. But then I watched from two all the way to the end in like two days. And I was, a, I was an emotional wreck afterwards. Because <laughs> I just felt all these emotions in two days. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you were to do that. I see the first time I watched them, we watched them for like the course of like maybe two three months oh yeah see that that's almost too long for me it is well i had no choice i was watching it yeah. with my family yeah no, it makes a difference uh, now me now would just crush them all in like a day, days, and a half. <laughs> day and a half yeah um but no next i have the suicide squad like you because also i think it's a sequel yeah they talk about the first one. And stuff, oh, yeah. They so. don't retcon anything. No. And uh, Nine, I have No Time to Die. Oh, yeah. So I it's a James Bond James movie, Bond. but I'm I'm not saying it's the best James Bond movie. I'm saying it's just it's, it's one of Daniel Craig's best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a like, Casino Royale was really good, too, and that's his first one, but No really Time like to Die, one. the twist in it, it was just, yeah. it's really good. Not gonna spoil it because it is pretty new, but yeah. Um, and then ten, I have Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. I, I know you, the first one is like your favorite one. It is. But 
I don't know. But man. they are Ghost Protocol. Good. Ghost Protocol is incredible. Yeah. Two is just yeah. Except two. Two's not good at all. <laughs> uh, three is okay. Three's three's one of my favorites. It's mm-hmm. really good. Four Ghost Protocol really good. And they just they keep getting better. To be honest, like I mean, yeah. it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and there's nothing else like it around, really. I mean, there is. There's. James Bond. Well, yeah, James Bond. But James Bond is more suave and classy. That's not done. Well, it's done with Daniel Craig. It's done with Daniel Craig. I don't think it's not done. James Bond isn't going to be done for years. And yeah, that that's all all the ones I had. Hmm. I was going to add Split, but I've never seen Unbreakable, so I can't really make that call. Yeah, that's that's a good list. Um, you want to do top 10 comic book movie castings? Sure. All right. I'll start us off here. So keep in mind, this isn't just MCU. It's DC. It's any comic book movie. Like, I believe 300 is a comic book as well. Oh, you included a 300 I character? I didn't, but I'm just saying, like, for people listening, keep stuff mm. like that in mind. Like, Spawn is technically a comic book. Uh, 300. Sin, I think Sin City might even be a comic book. There's there's lots of movies that... I, I just went mind. with like MCU, DC... You were saying? I just went from with like Marvel movies, DC, Mar- DC movies. Yep. Uh, even shows. Oh, yeah. So, I didn't think yeah. of shows. I saw a movie and I was like, oh, I'll stick to that. But yeah, shows would be, would be good. Um, yeah, I guess. Well, sorry. The person that's in the show, or my show person, is in a movie. Oh, okay. So it works. Sure. Um, so I have mine. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of in order, but kind of not. Oh, like, mine are 100% in order. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I can make my order on the fly then. So, number one, I have Robert Downey Jr. As really? Iron Man. Hmm. Interesting. I just... That really surprised I me. I don't know who else would be... Be number one? Dude, for comic book movie casting, who Henry else Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's two. Who else could play Tony Stark? Tom I Bob. feel like... Yeah, no, Tom Cruise could play Tony Stark. Tom Cruise? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he could... But he can bring that arrogant side for sure. I don't know if he can bring the heart like Downey can. Like the whole Iron know. Man 3 panic attack plot line. Which, by the way, PTSD. was going to be in my sequels. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I forgot about that. 3. Because yeah. 3 is very good. Anyways. Um, yeah, no, that surprised me. But, I don't know. Like, Robert and Henry, they're, they're 1 and 2, but it's interchangeable. I love them both. Mm-hmm. Um, number 3 is Ryan Reynolds with Deadpool. Because the man is Deadpool. Yeah, no, no, no. It's I, just I, perfect. I respect that. Um, number four, I have Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, um, he's just he Wolverine. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Um, number five, I have Heath Ledger as Joker. Um, mm-hmm. He's just really, really good. Oh, yeah. Number six, I have Jackie Earl Haley, who is Rorschach and Watchmen. Um, okay. I yeah. can't really see anybody else being Rorschach. The guy's nuts in that movie, and Gee. he works really well. 
I only watched that movie once, and I really did not like it. Yeah, you need to watch it again. It's a good. It's good. Um, then after that, I have. I have two on here that's a tie between actors because they play the same role, but I can't really like put one or the other because they're different versions. Okay. So I have Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck as Batman. Because mm. for older Batman, I think Ben kills it. But for like younger, moving forward Batman, I think Rob's a great choice. See, I, he nailed it. I didn't put any Batmans on this because for me, I can see other people playing Batman. That's fair. I don't know. I can see... Like, I can see other people being cast as Superman, too. But I just... To me, definitive Superman is Henry. Like, yeah. Michael B. Jordan being Superman. That's, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. I just don't think Michael B. Jordan can get to the level that Henry Cavill can. Dude. In certain ways. And Michael B. Jordan's a great actor. He's got too big of lips. <laughs> wow. Ponte. <laughs> See, no. that would be bad for Batman mask. <laughs> like, I guess, yeah. But for Superman, he doesn't have a mask. I don't know. I've just never seen a superhero with massive lips like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess Michael B. Jordan doesn't really have big lips. He's got a big jaw. He's got like this thing underneath his lip. Like, like this. Yeah. yeah. It looks like he's packed a lip and dip. It does, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but I have Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck tied. Um, for Batman, it's a good. It's a good pick. I would. One might argue putting Christian Bale on there. I don't because to me, Robert's Batman is much more interesting. Oh yeah. Like, Christian Bale, great as Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of the Batman. Yeah. And. Yeah, so that's why I have that there, um, and then my other tie, I have Paul Dano and Colin Farrell. Um, I know they're not the same character, but. They're just so good in the new Batman movie. Mm. Um, Riddler and the Penguin. Yeah. Penguin, I know Danny DeVito played him, and he's really creepy in the old Batmans, but I could see like, someone else being Penguin. And with this new Penguin, I don't really see anybody else playing that role. I mean, that you don't movie. even see Colin Farrell. Yeah, you don't even see Colin Farrell because the makeup's so good. Like, And he just nails it. Like He's old. He's that gangster. Mm-hmm. His voice kind of, is incredible. His voice in is nuts. Movie. He's kind of like, like he's spineless. Like you mm-hmm. think he's kind of a decent person at some point, and then you realize he's just hopping to whatever like power, power levels next. Yeah. And then Paul Dano is Riddler. Riddler. So he, good. Yeah, he like, did. <laughs> Probably yeah. like other than like Heath Ledger's Joker, yeah. one of the, or the best. Batman villains mm-hmm. that we've seen on screen. Yeah. He's just psychotic. Like, oh, yeah. Um, and then I have Chris Evans as Captain America. What number are you on, by the way? I think this is nine. Okay. And then, yeah, I have Chris Evans as Cap at nine. Mm-hmm. I know there are other people that, you know, theoretically could play Cap. Like, I know Jensen Ackles was at one point. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling, a couple of those other guys, but... I don't know, just Chris Evans has a endearing oh, yeah. awesomeness to him. Mm-hmm. Like, especially when he when he does his motivational speeches and stuff like that. Yeah. Seeing him like seeing him start as the human torch is cocky and like mm-hmm. Playboy in the Fantastic Four movies and then being Captain America you kinda of forget he ever used to be play he used to play those kind of roles. 
Yeah. Like, I don't know, I have him up there. Um, and then number 10, I have Patrick Stewart as Charles Xavier. Oh, yeah, that's just... He's just perfect for him. Solid pick. So, yeah, that's my my top 10 list. Oh, it's a good list. I have a couple different people on mine. I hope so. Uh, my number one is Henry Cavill. Nice. My number two is Iron Man. So just the reverse. Of yeah. Uh, three is Andrew Garfield oh, as yeah. Spider-Man. Uh, four is Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Because... That's a good one. He's just like... he. I'm convinced that he's actually blind. <laughs> yeah, I know what you he, mean. Like, you see him in he, interviews and stuff. Like, hmm. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Like, like I've never seen Ben Affleck's, but it's something. <laughs> like, and I know it's a different time period. Like, it's from back oh, in the day. But, but Charlie like, Cox easily blows that one out of the water. Oh yeah, oh, but no, like, competition. And he doesn't like Charlie Cox doesn't need to wear like a, like a contact to make himself look blind yeah he just acts with he his just eyes. acts with his eyes yeah. and he does such a phenomenal job yeah. that he lost out on another role because <laughs> yeah. people thought he was blind he was so used to not giving eye contact when having a conversation with someone that it cost him an audition yeah yeah that's a good choice and that was my tv one yeah but he and showed up in no out. way home yeah whoops <laughs> I mean, I it's know. been out. It's been out for a year. Yeah. Um, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool is my fifth because, mm. like you said, he the man is just Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, my sixth is Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, wow! What a pull! You've got one Green Lantern in the everything in it. <laughs> no i'm just messing with you i mean he's not a bad choice for he's Green not that's but, the funny part, but but it's a terrible movie well, the movie sucks <laughs> like it's a fun movie to watch but it's it's a bad movie yeah uh, no my sixth is actually hugh jackman as the wolf mm-hmm. and then seven is heath ledger as joker yeah uh eight is michael fassbender as magneto oh yeah i think he like he just the guy before him, I can't remember his name. Ian McKellen. Yes, he did a good like he did a great job too, but I just think that Fastbender brought more oh, yeah. aspects to Magneto, and like you actually almost feel bad for him. Yeah, McKellen brought that like demanding power. Like, yeah, respect me, but yeah, Fastbender brings that emotional side. Mm-hmm. Like if they bring the X Men into Marvel. I, I want to see them bring Fastbender back. Yeah. yeah like, just really maybe, good. like, it doesn't have to be the Magneto, but just have, him. have him as, like, an alternate multiverse version of him. Mm-hmm. Um, nine, I have Patrick Stewart as Professor X because the man is literally just Professor X. <laughs> yeah, that guy looks like Professor X. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, mm-hmm. can't remember. He, he, he kind of does a bit of a role reversal, like, Professor X in the comics, he's kind of an ass. Like he is a little cocky. He's he's not very. He's almost Reed Richards level of intelligent mm-hmm. to where he's ignorant to like feelings and stuff sometimes. And McAvoy's or McAvoy's mm-hmm. Xavier's kind of come across that way. Yeah. But Patrick Stewart's just like you just want to be in the room with them, like. Yeah. Right, he's wholesome. He cares for his students. You can really tell he cares for his students. And like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just when he he's dies, got a comforting voice. Yeah, to be honest yeah, he's too. comforting, a good comfort character. And when he dies in three, it's like, oh, or then, two or three, whatever, whatever one it is. When he dies, it's like no. Like, and then he dies again. Yeah, in Logan. And then again. Yeah. Yep. He dies three times. Yep. Oh, and Logan too. It's so sad. No, oh, it is. I but he becomes. He becomes a little arrogant in Logan. And it's really f- well. He's old and senile. Yeah, he's senile. Really. But it's hilarious. Oh yeah, it's funny. But no, yeah, I, like McAvoy does an incredible job too. Mm-hmm. He's but, perfect as young Charles. Yes, but yeah, Patrick Stewart. It's gonna be a sad day. Yeah, when the man mm-hmm. actually dies. I know. He's not young either. No, no. And um, my 10, I have Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Oh, yeah. Because I cannot, like, no matter how much I rack my brain, I I can't really think of anybody else that could be funny but deviant like that and just also makes you feel bad for him. Uh, I I mean, I have one, but... Who? um, The guy who plays Lucifer. In the show, Lucifer. yeah, I, I, I like, if, if like he could do it, but I think I don't think he could surpass Tom's. I don't know, like, I feel like he could give it a run for his money because they're kind of a similar character, kind of, but yeah, I don't know. Lucifer's a lot more, he's he's definitely like an arrogant mm-hmm. animal, he's also horned up, yeah, yeah, he is. Well, I mean, Loki kind of <laughs> is, too, so. yeah, I don't know, I always. Like Tom Hiddleston's fantastic, but I do, I do always have someone in the back of my head when I think of Loki as well, and I can't think of who it is. But someone else plays a conniving little shit in like something else. Mm. And when I watch it, I'm like, oh, that guy, that guy could have been Loki, but I don't know who. But no, and I, like, he wasn't that great in the first Avengers. Like, he was all right. First Avengers. And he's no, it's not. And he's not <laughs> that take. great in the first Thor. Like he, he's good, but he's like, don't give him enough. And it's not his fault. Yeah, there's just the character arc hasn't. There's yeah, and then like once they start to add a little bit more comedicness into him, not that I want everything in the MCU to be comedic. It just it works for Loki. Well, yeah, one and two, he t- or in Thor and Avengers, he takes himself too seriously. Yes. And then by the time two, three. After Infinity Hulk beats out. him back and forth, he yeah. realizes that... Yeah, he can't take himself that seriously because yeah. he's not that OP. And then in Thor 2, when you see him absolutely break down when mm-hmm. their mom dies, yeah, is... I don't know. When he points them to where Thor is mm. and then inadvertently kills his mother. Yeah. No, I just like how he puts on the facade that his cell is all oh, yeah, clean, nice. and then Thor's like, "Nah, yeah, like, I want to talk to the real you." Yeah, and then it just his the facade comes down, and his cell is just a disaster. Yeah, that's a good scene. It just make like it almost makes me cry because it's like it's he's a villain, but like you can just tell that like. Yeah, yeah, he's a villain, but he's only a villain because he didn't get treated well like, by anybody well. but his mom. Yeah, and Thor to an extent. But well, yeah. I wouldn't say Thor. No, not until they're older. I guess, yeah, in Thor 1, he's just arrogant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, the man. Loki show especially drives some of that home, too. His mom taught him all of his tricks and all mm-hmm. of his magic stuff yeah, and everything. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just, That's why I like the second movie so much, because Loki goes through so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good one. But no, that's my list. I didn't. I felt bad because I didn't have any girls on the list. Well, it's hard. We don't have a ton of female superheroes that have cemented themselves yet. No, but for honorable mentions, I did do Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, yeah, Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Yeah, I can see other people playing her. But like First she did a really good job. Good, yeah. And Gwen, uh, Emma Stone is Gwen Stacy. I would, I would give that. Yeah. Because I, I can't. Like Haley Steinfeld can voice Gwen Stacy really well. Yeah, but Emma Stone. But looks Emma like Stone. Looks, or they, there's also that <laughs> fan Dallas. casting. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard is Gwen Stacy in Loki's movies, but she's barely in. No, and she doesn't do anything. No. But there's been a fan casting for people. Oh, so. Millie uh, Alcock from Game of Thrones? Or House of the Dragon? Maybe. I've seen that one I before. think that people want to play the live-action version of the Into yeah. the Spider-Verse. I'm pretty sure it's Millie. Character. Yeah. I think that's her name. But I don't know. Gwen also has a special place in my heart. Or Emma has a special place in my heart because, like, She's in my favorite Spider-Man movie, and it's my favorite Spider-Man movie, not because it's a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Is it that one? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's the girl from uh, House of the Dragon. See, she would do really good, but I would also still want Haley's Nightfall <laughs> to voice want, it. Yeah, you still want Haley's voice. That's the problem with bringing any of those characters live action. Because Haley Steinfeld cannot play Gwen Stacy because she's not blonde. Yeah. Yeah. Not that that's like... I mean, it's a big part of it. Right? Yeah, yeah, and if you and if you dyed her hair blonde, you'd know, right? Like, oh yeah, it it would look like Thor one levels <laughs> yeah. of yeah. Well, you don't bad. you don't have to dye the eyebrows. I don't know; it still look pretty bad. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna take a quick break here again. We'll be back. Alrighty, we are back. Uh, we just finished up our list of top five or top ten comic book movie casting, mm-hmm. um, and now we're going to go over to the music side of the podcast a little bit here, and go to our top five music artists. Do you want to start off that one? Sure. This ranges all genres, and it's not just limited to one kind of music, right? It does rain up. Or range all genres, but you know what my top one's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. It's Ant Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Just so, yeah. not much to say. Well, you said it last time. We we talked about this. He's just really good. He, yeah, and I don't know. Just I've cried to a lot of his songs. They've hit. There's a couple songs in particular that hit close to home. Yeah. Not that I've gone through nearly what he's gone through, but... Well, it just helps me late. Yeah. And then, two, I have Logic. Yeah. Again, just really good. Yep. And three, 
hippocampus. Um, I don't know what to say about any of these. They're just they're just good. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's really easy. They make good music. Hippocampus is really good if you just want chill like background music or <coughs> excuse me, even just something like almost lo-fi to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I find that good in any season. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of artists are very seasonal with, but Hippocampus is good at any time. Yeah, they're really good at Christmas, and they're really good in the summer, too. Yeah, and fall, like, all of it. Yeah. yeah um, well. Four is 21 Pilots. Oh, yeah. Um. Again, not a whole lot to say. Just oh, they're deep. really good. I don't know all the, like, the lore that they have throughout all of their albums and everything. Yeah. But they make good music. I've been listening to them for a long time. Yep. Partially without even knowing it. What do you mean? Well, like back when I just listened to radio stuff. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a really good song. Yeah. Didn't know it was 21 Pilots. But... That's fair. And then an ex-girlfriend made me listen to it a lot, too. So that's yeah. kind of what started it. But... um. Five is Baby No Money. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. Good rap music, but also, like, can, bars can make you laugh. <laughs> yeah. It's like the... It's, like, it's what TMG wants to do. Or what they wanted to do, yeah. Or, yeah, wanted to do. Not that they didn't get there. Like, they did a good job, but... He kind of fills that space. Baby No Money's more refined, I'd say. Oh, yeah. He kind of fills that space that Macklemore left. Like... Mm, yeah. Just like what? Like, did he just say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he did. Like, oh yeah, like him and Young Grave, just yeah, their friendship <laughs> their and duo. The, it just goes hand in hand. Yeah, no, they're, they're, he's really good. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, <sighs> my top five list here. Now, granted, it is always fluctuating. Mm-hmm. I don't have the same top five every year. Um, and there are some bands and some groups that I would like to put on here, but I just, right now, at the moment, they're not in my top five. Um, but number one, I have Joji. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's phenomenal. And for someone who started their career and for like 10 years, was the world's like most edgy YouTuber who just did like, like not. He did a terrible thing, just a gross thing. He was so, Pink Guy. Yeah, he was Pink Guy, yeah. And he made music as Pink Guy, which yeah, was... It was trash. It was garbage. <laughs> yeah. But he was, like, big internet personality, did a bunch of screwed up challenges and stuff like that, and then goes on to, like, make this, like, super heartfelt, sweet, sad music. <laughs> it's, like, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I guess that guy would be the perfect candidate for that like he's probably had it all pent up for years yeah and, but the fact that he's managed to basically escape pink guy for the most part and like most people just know him as joji now and don't know that he used to be pink guy and well yeah until you told me i did i had no idea joji was pink guy yeah, yeah i mean I, to be fair he looks a lot different than he does when he <laughs> is pink guy yeah oh, 100%. <laughs> but no that's like still one of my favorite like ways i've ever found an artist I remember, like, finding him on Instagram or something, and it was, like, Joji, it was, like, formerly Filthy Frank or Pink Guy, I was, like, 
he's making music now. I'm like, oh boy, like whenever YouTubers make music, it's hardly ever good. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to his album. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is really good. So, <laughs> and uh-huh. it's not what I thought it would be. Like, <laughs> I thought it'd be, you know, edgy or like hardcore. But no, it was like sad, melancholy music. No, yeah, he's definitely much more respectable person now like mm-hmm. like before when he was like pink guy or pink guy um he was like if you saw him walking around town as pink guy and you were with your kid or something <laughs> yeah, that would be like instantly rushing street. your kid to the car yeah yeah he's the he's the epitome of doing stupid crap with your friends but he would just do it by himself sometimes and taking it too far and taking it way too far um, but yeah, second on the list, I have Matt Miller. Um, not so much for his whole discography. Like, I like Matt Miller for his hype songs, but I appreciate him more for his slow songs. Mm. And so I haven't listened to all of his albums, but I've listened to his first mixtape, I believe his first one. Um, that's really solid. And then I've listened to his three uh, albums. His last three albums, where he mm-hmm. started to lean more into like jazz and experimental sounding stuff, and lots of piano, and I know Circles is like one of my favorite albums of his. It's really good. Um, Swimming is also really good. He's just really solid, and for someone who started as frat boy, white rapper, like main mm-hmm. music you would listen to in your college dorm kind of thing. To evolve into someone who's like got some of the most interesting sounding music out of a rapper. Like he's a good singer, he's talented, brings in instruments you just wouldn't expect to bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's he's he's very similar. Like in my mind, Tyler the Creator and Mac Miller are very similar in the ways of like being some of the most experimental like sounding artists. Mm-hmm. Like Tyler the Creator bringing in like going from being super edgy to having like nature sounds and some of his albums and like <laughs> um, he talks about stuff like that like they're both kind of pioneers for that stuff yeah and now you have stuff like anderson pack and bruno mars making silk sonic and like anderson pack reminds me of that one side of mac miller and so making jazzy songs like that and stuff mm-hmm. um and then yeah Macklemore's number two. Number three, I have Logic. Uh, we've been over that before. I just really like Logic. Mm-hmm. Listened to him since I was like 12. And he's really, really good. Um, and then four, I have Tyler, the creator. Um, he's just solid. Like his last three projects have just killed it for me. Like his early stuff, I'm not a huge fan of, but his, his stuff that he's made lately, I'm a really big fan of. Um, and yeah, his, just the growth of him as a artist has been really cool to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, he got me to listen to songs from the new Grinch movie, which I never would have touched with a 10-foot pole. He's in the new Grinch movie? He did the score, some of the score for it. But he has some songs that are inspired by that movie, and it's actually, they're actually pretty good at Christmas time. Hmm. Um, and then five, I have Hippocampus, because they're like my favorite indie band. And mm-hmm. they're, I really like their involvement of music too, because their first couple projects are really solid indie, and then 
they go into more indie pop. And then their newest project is like kind of a a uh, a callback to like indie again, but it's experimental and it's new and fresh. I don't know, I like the direction they're going. But yeah, that's my top five artists. So you're saying you don't like Wolf? Not really. I, I don't, you don't like Tamale? No, I hate Tamale. <laughs> I don't like that song. <laughs> or Domo 23? Domo 23 has a cool beat. but I believe Domo 23 is in GTA. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I think it is. Cherry Bomb is like when he started getting into the more experimental stuff and like there's some more deeper meaning. I just like that he actually has meaning behind his music now as to where his older stuff, Tyler the Creator was like, I'm going to be as edgy as humanly possible before mm-hmm. I get canceled. And then when people call me out on it, I'm just going to sit behind the fact that like, well, it's edgy, so it's good. Like, I also just, I, I mean, I love the fact that the Cherry Bomb album <laughs> cover is just, just a guy who pants. pissed their pants. Yeah. But it's just like chill with it and smoking a cigarette. Yeah. No, yeah, I would say, yeah. Flower Boy and Up. I haven't listened to Igor, but. Igor's good. Um, I just, the, the cover kind of freaks me out. <laughs> like you don't have to look at it the whole time you listen to it. Yeah, but it song. shows up. like. So it's just him. What are you trying to say? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything. <laughs> That's it. It's just canceled. it's just the name Igor mixed with the I mean you have to admit. Oh it's a creepy cover. It's a creepy cover. Yeah, on purpose. But it's it not just a, it's a, it has a theme. Like Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean the first the song is called Igor's theme. Yes. <laughs> the new album, man, the storyline that runs through that album is genius. Call me if you get lost. Yeah. He had a new song come out? I don't know. Cash in, cash out. Huh. But, yeah, like, Call Me If You Get Lost is so good. Like, I listened to that when I was at work, like, when I was mowing lawns. And that's the first time I've listened to a concept album like that and actually understood the concept first Mm. try. Like, Kanye has albums like that. Kendrick has albums like that. Heck, even Rick Ross has an album like that. I don't think we can say Kanye. Kanye. (laughs) He has albums like that. He's getting you gotta them, separate like, the art from the artist. Nah, he's getting in some shit. Yeah. I don't think we can say if that. If people can separate Michael Jackson and still call him the king of pop, we can separate Kanye from his. Yeah, album. but like Michael Jackson stuff hasn't been proven. He diddled kids. Was, there was a whole documentary. There's no on pr- it. like it's not a hundred percent proof though. Yeah, Kanye's not. Kanye just Kanye's not 100% what he does. It's a hundred percent like he just does it. Well, yeah, he just does it. Like. You gotta find the meaning behind it. He, he ain't, said he ain't gonna be president, man. No. Uh, after not. what all just went down. But you know, he he says stuff, and then it's up to you to determine if he actually means it or if he just had an intrusive thought that day and decided to post it everywhere. Like the man needs a media manager <laughs> mm-hmm. that knows how to do their job. He also lost his wife to Pete Davidson. Well, yeah, but that's Kim Kardashian. Pete Davidson. Pete like, Davidson, man. Pete Davidson has been killing it. Pete Davidson has been killing it, yes, but also. I mean, that's not what our podcast is. That was not like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. That Call Me If You Get Lost album, the thorough line of like what he's trying to say in it, the 
is really good. It's th- it's toxic. It's a it's hundred percent a toxic album. Mm. But it's, I've only listened to Lumberjack. Uh, yeah. And whatever you've played in the car. The rest of that's really good. It has its banners too, but it has it's like emotional ones too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our list all out of the way. Yeah. Um, and then we promised last podcast that we would talk about Wakanda forever. Spoiler review. Yes. So, so if you have not seen it, this is the only thing we will be talking about for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about trying to find when we stop talking about this anymore. Yep. And you don't have to... Yeah, I don't remember what I was going to say. Oh, we're not going to go... Like, we're not going to talk for a crazy amount. No, it's not um, going to be, like... We're not going to go in-depth, like... No, I mean, like... The movie was good. There's... I mean... Just solid. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert starting right now. Okay. If you haven't seen it, stop now. Yeah. You don't want to get these things spoiled. No. Okay. Unless you really just don't care. Yeah. Fair enough. It, it's up to your own <laughs> judgment, but, like... It's better if you go see the movie, like, yeah. Learn about this. All right, go. Let, let the shots fire. I mean, it's just really good. They handle Chadwick's not being like he passed away, so like they they handled that well. Mm-hmm. They respected it a lot. I mean, I don't even know why Chadwick Boseman wasn't on my comic book movie list. I had him on there, and then I was like, ah. Because like he's 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 he Black Panther. Yeah, he's T'Challa. You can't. Nobody could have done that better. Nobody. No. I don't care what you say. No. Yeah. He like if I could meet anybody in the Avengers cast, and this is saying a lot because like my celebrity crush is Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah. So like, I would want Maybe to meet. <laughs> hey. She's on an adventure. Respectfully. Yet. No, um, I would want to meet Chadwick Boseman if I could have had the chance, because he seems like Just somebody anybody could get along with. Yeah, the coolest, most chill, humble guy. Like, I don't know. Like, Steph Curry and Chadwick Boseman remind me a lot of each other. Yeah, I get that. Like, they're just... They're both humble. Yeah, and they... Like, Chadwick didn't even tell anybody he had cancer. I know, that part's nuts. And he just kept pushing through... Filming all these Marvel movies and no way, everything but... else, and he just kept it to himself. Mm-hmm. It's just like I don't know. He didn't want to get, have pity taken on him yeah. because of it or anything. Yep. Which I can respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sucks for his coworkers. Like, yeah, for it to be all of a sudden very sudden for yeah. them and stuff, or just sudden for the world. To be yeah. Honest. But like. It wasn't any. It wasn't a fan's business. To no, know that he had cancer, but no, uh, they handled that really well. Namor was insane, yeah, like Namor one of the solid. best MCU villains mm-hmm. ever. I didn't think he was going to be able to be villainous. I know. And then he killed it, and like the movie ended with him still not being a like, good guy. Yeah, like, I know. I thought he finally like. Made like turned that leaf, but yeah, like he's when, like, no, nah, this was all part of the plan. Like, yeah, when him and uh, 
he's right. Namara. Oh, what's her name? Like uh, Sherry. Sherry are fighting. Yeah. And he's like, like he concedes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like it's a Marvel movie. He's he's good now. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when his like secondhand man or woman mm-hmm. goes up to him, I was like. What are we doing now? What are we doing? Like, I lost a little bit of respect for you for doing this. Yeah. He's like, no, we're playing the long game. Yeah, they're going to need When us. everybody on the surface comes for Wakanda, they're going to call us. Because mm-hmm. Wakanda is the strongest. Civilization. And the Black Panther is the strongest thing from the Earth dwellers. Mm-hmm. Which, doubt it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, Doctor Strange would like to have a conversation. <laughs> A lot of people would have it, like to have a conversation, but no, I he just he killed it, and I've obviously never seen that actor in anything else. Yeah, I haven't either. And I, he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, he did great. I mean, Marvel's been doing really good with getting actors Unknowns. and actresses that are unknown, and then doing really well, yeah. like Miss Marvel. Yeah, was really good. Yep. Yeah. Eternals, a lot of that cast was pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. I just, I've never, yeah, heard, never, I've never heard of her before. She's barely in that movie, though. No, I know. No, I, I. And then, like, we all knew it was going to be Sherry. Yeah. Taking up the mantle of Black Panther. As much as well, Marvel teased, like, I mean, oh, yeah. you, you're not even close to getting it right. Yeah, and we all of... got it right. We got it right, but by the end of the movie, it's like, is it right? No, nah, she's still Black Panther, I think. I think Umbaku is the just the king. Yeah. No, they've come out and said Umbaku's the king for the now. Right, yeah. But I, I don't think Umbaku's character would take the Black Panther away from Shuri. No. But I also don't know that Shuri would want to keep the Black Panther at the same time. I don't know. I feel like she will. It'd be interesting. I wish they kind of didn't. Like, Shuri's arc in the movie is really good. It's really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, she basically, spoiler alert, again, she I goes mean, to the plane. The entire thing is a spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. She goes to the ancestral plane and hopes to visit her brother after she makes like a synthetic Black Panther herb. And. The big reveal is you think it's going to be T'Challa or like... Or or their mom. Or their mom or like a symbolic version of T'Challa and it's Killmonger. Yeah. And And then when that happens, you you realize how similar she is to Killmonger. And how and in the moment, like, she's not thinking straight because she just wants revenge. Mm -hmm. And she sides with Killmonger. And like, you you expect her to be like, oh no, like, I don't want to be... She doesn't side with him. Like, like she convinces herself that what she's doing yeah. is completely different from That's what not. he's doing. But, yeah, she does the, the same thing. The same things. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of in, like, a a weird zone. Well, similar to, like, Peter Parker in No Way Home, where she's, like, ready to murk mm-hmm. Namor because she's taking out all the frustration that she lost her brother. And she couldn't do anything about it. She's taking it on Namor because Namor killed her mom. Mm-hmm. And I wish that they didn't 
make her kind of finish that arc. Like, by oh, you wish that she was still a little bit revengeful at the end of the movie. Just a little bit that way, like I don't know. Like you get because, like, yes, like they they did the end of the movie good, but I could see that being really good as well. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I'm fine with the way they went. I just think it'd be a really interesting dynamic where we've had the Black Panther and King, who's super wholesome and a good human being. Is looking for the best for their people, mm-hmm. but now that Mbaku's king and the Black Panther and the king are separate beings, Shuri could kind of be your hitman. Like, like Shuri yeah. takes problems, takes the problems away from Wakanda that the king can't deal with, mm-hmm. and she's like not a bad person, but she's willing to go that little extra step to like maybe do the dirty jobs that no one just no one else can do. Mm-hmm. Or Mbaku couldn't do because he's too revered as the king, right? Yeah. And I don't know. I wouldn't mind having that arc just be extended through like another movie or two. It still come to an end. Like obviously, Shuri still realizes the way she goes about it is wrong, but I wouldn't mind had that arc been extended a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, movie's phenomenal. I that ta- that intro scene is like one of my favorite like intros. Like the any, any no. Or the the Marvel Studios thing. Oh, not even that. Just like when it, the movie cold opens to Sherry panicking, trying to keep her brother alive. Oh, like yeah. You just get thrown into T'Challa's heart rate is declining. Mm-hmm. And there's no context, really. There's no explanation of how it got to be that way. It's just like, boom, you're in it. And now it's solely up to Sherry to save her brother's life. Like, mm-hmm. And then she does. And you know she's not going to do it. I also like that. They went with cancer. Yeah, me too. They didn't, and they didn't just like throw in some Marvel something. Well, yes, it's like they humbling to know that one of the best superheroes on the planet gets taken by something that civilians would have to go through too. Mm -hmm. Like, like the idea of most, like honestly, except for Cap or Hulk, the other three Avengers, main Avengers, could have. I guess not, not Thor, but like. Iron Man, Hawkeye, and Black Widow. That'd all be a very real possibility for all three of them too. Mm-hmm. And the fact that yeah, I don't know, it just grounds it more. Like yeah, it's a superhero movie about someone who can get powers, but that grounds it. Well, it's kind of like also like when you in an Endgame when you see Tony super thin. Yeah. From being stuck in space for that long, it's like dang. Yeah. Well, like, that's what I like about these new. Like I mean that's. Obviously, pretty new too, but these newer projects that Marvel's been putting out, their heroes feel more relatable. Like, mm-hmm. you have Hawkeye who's going deaf, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. You know, you have Black Panther and T'Challa dying from cancer. You have Jane and Thor with cancer. You have Kamala Khan just trying to live a normal life mm-hmm. and, like, not have to worry about her family and dealing with, like, family dynamics. You have Shang-Chi and, like, not having a family. Yeah. Like, I don't know, the heroes seem, you know, Spider-Man losing his aunt and wanting to he kill lo- No, he, he lost everything. He lost everything and wanted to kill Goblin. And then basically having to reset his life and nobody knows who he is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just the new phases, Loki, even the show, he's super relatable. And they're not relatable because they got powers and don't know how to use them. It's because they're going through human things, like, yeah, I saw something on Instagram t- 
today or the other day or whatever. I was like, in the like in the course of all the all of the the trilogies, like Iron Man, Captain oh, okay. America, Thor. Thor. Yeah. Like in Iron Man, he they lose something in the end of the third movie. Or in the third movie. Yeah. Like Iron Man loses his arc reactor in the third movie. Yeah. Cap loses his shield in the third movie. Thor loses Thor loses his hammer in the his third hand. movie. And then in this Instagram reel it cut to Ant Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you see all of his face like it shows all his like the only game his stuff. his face like from the trailer, like all his facial all bloody. No. Just all his like like I can't think of the word. Like his body language through his face. Uh, oh with, like, his reactions. Yeah. yeah. You see, like it shows all that that they show in the trailer for the third one and mm-hmm. you're like Oh dang! Like who's gonna die? Yeah, like it's just probably Hank. I don't think it's gonna be Hank, man. It's not gonna be his daughter. I don't think it's gonna be his daughter. I think it's gonna be Wasp. You think Hope's gonna die? I think Hope's maybe on the chopping block. Maybe. Yeah, but, gets but, his daughter but loses like potential wife. Like I know. We'll, here, I'll let you reset it. Yeah, we're just gonna take another quick break. I know, um, gosh, that, like, Wakanda Forever is only the sequel, but it's like... But Civil War is they, kind of a prequel. They also, like, they, they had no choice. Yeah. Chadwick died. But, um, yeah, it's like what you said, it's, it's nice to see them losing things. Like, also another example that they showed in that reel was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He literally lost yeah. everything by the end of the third movie. He's lost Iron Man. He's lost Happy to an extent. He lost Aunt May. Like he, he loses lost. MJ. He loses Ned. He, like, like literally his everything. Spider Man. He yeah. All he has left is just being Spider Man. Oh, and he loses his grant. He loses his money. He loses his home. Like. He's in a shitty well, apartment he loses in New his York. entire identity. Yeah, he's in a shitty apartment in New York with a handmade Spider-Man suit. We're back at square one. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. But, yeah, so, it's, yeah, like you said, it's, it's just nice to see... Them go through real things. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, like, it, yeah, it just grounds them more, like, seeing most powerful people in the universe mm-hmm. losing things and yep. going through everything. Yeah, but no. Another thing I was gonna say about Wakanda Forever is I really liked um, Ironheart. Yeah, she was cool. She they did a good job with her. I think that was a good cast. Yeah, I think also pretty much an unknown actress. Uh, yeah, she's in like one other thing. It's pretty popular, but I mm. can't think of what. Oh, isn't she in Euphoria? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Um. No, I I also like at the end of the movie, like she gets her, like super op suit. Oh yeah. But then at the end of the movie, like, um, Shuri's like, nah, we can't let you take that. Yeah. Well, it's the Spider-Man Homecoming thing, right? Like at the end or Civil War thing when they show him the Iron Spider suit. 
at the end of yeah, and Civil he doesn't War, take he it. Can't. Like he doesn't take it because he's like, no, I can't. Yeah, I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because like they're coming up with that that show, I so know, it's like yeah. you can't really introduce a character, give them their best suit, and let them keep it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't really feel like they've earned it. Really. Like I think we're definitely gonna see that suit again. Oh really? I don't. I don't think we're gonna see it again. I or, think she's gonna build another. I think she's gonna build some, but I think maybe if they they're gonna either give that suit back or like Shuri's gonna update it in the yeah, future maybe. and yeah. give her back when she's older. Yeah, that could. Be. Or becomes a legit Avenger or something. Like if Wakanda needs her help or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You could see that happening. But no, it was a good movie. I um. The the end credit scene was. I did not see that coming at all. No, me neither. So what they did was... Because I expected her to be pregnant during the movie and that be the reveal that she's pregnant. Not that oh, they just had a kid, they had a kid ago, yeah. five years ago. And hid it from everybody. Yeah. I also... Oh, man. Excuse me. I like that they they didn't have to, but they mentioned that, like, Cherry asks if her mom got Oh yeah. To meet yeah, and yeah. find out that, that that he had a kid. Yeah. And she's like, Yes. She yeah. found out and met him before she died. Mm-hmm. Like that makes it even more wholesome. Yeah. It, like they didn't need to do that. We didn't need that answer. No, just if they wouldn't have exposition. given it to me, I wouldn't have really thought yeah. about it. But it's like them giving it to, uh, to us, it's like it's sad because like she just met her grand grandson and right then back. she dies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, that, we don't know for when me she that. Maybe right? don't say if she met him when he was a baby. He's already like six, five or six. I'm I'm pretty scene. sure she met him in the movie, like when, when she go goes visit? to visit her. Maybe be like, we need your help. Maybe I think that's when she meets him. But um, personally, that one hits me a yeah. little closer to home for. Obvious reasons, but yep. I mean, that kid's gonna grow up without his grandma now. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a good scene. I like. I really like that end credit scene mm-hmm. and how that one goes. Uh, and I like that it's not like in like some huge like big Marvelified set. Oh. It's like they're just sitting on a beach with a fire, and she does. Yep. And Shuri does what her mom does to get through guilt. Or not guilt. Yeah. Um, grief. Grief. And then they sit at the beach. And it's, it just really hits you. Yeah, well, that, my, that was my favorite shot from the trailer. And I was wondering when it was going to show up. But it's her losing, like, bawling her eyes out on the beach. Mm-hmm. After she finally comes to terms with her brother's death. After going through so much in the span of a couple of years, her brother and her mom. Her brother and her mom. Yeah, not just one, but two. Like that, I didn't see that coming at all either. Like she, she has a nobody yeah. left. Like it's, it's just kind of like Spider Man. No, like, Koye and Baku. Right? She, like she has, like obviously Wakanda, and yeah, Koye and Baku. Um, but she's got no direct family. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she lost her dad. She lost her mom. She lost her brother. Mm-hmm. Namor's not a friend. Like she, she can turn yeah. to, right? She thinks that he is. Or 
I don't know. I feel extent. like she knows. If the, if someone's driven to be that mad about something like that, like, we'll see how it pans out. Yeah. I'm excited to see Name more and more stuff. And now that we saw Namor in Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. like, I'm glad that they introduced him in Wakanda Forever, but it also like makes me like be like, why didn't you just throw him into the Illuminati if you were going <laughs> to do the Illuminati? Yeah. Well, because that would have just been really going for the sake of comic book accuracy, like with no context. You don't want to rob Wakanda Forever of that reveal. No, I'm no, I'm like I wish there would have been a way that you could have introduced him in Wakanda Forever, but then also had him in oh, Madness. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Because I don't know, he would he would have fit really well as. Yeah, but he's not a good guy. Like instead of having what's Mordo? his Mordo in there, because Mordo was kind of like the not super great person that's he was also on the Yeah, the and yeah, just to have to have um, Namor on the Illuminati sitting there and just being like the kind of power hungry guy that's yeah. part of it. I it makes me very intrigued. Like down the road, when this whole Kane stuff is over and they eventually set up Doctor Doom, like, I cannot wait to see Doom and Namor team up because you know they will. Like. Well, I think Namor will even team up with Kang. I don't know. I don't know if Kang, Kang's so top, like so high up though. I don't know if Namor really makes sense. Like Namor's I, a political power mover. Like I just don't think. What I mean by that is I don't think he's going to help them fight Kang. Oh yeah, probably not. No, I don't think unless Kang's there's a specific reason for him to, like that, benefits him. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see Namor for a real while. Like, but. I know Kevin Feige was saying, There's, depending on how well Wakanda Forever does, Namor might get his own project. Oh yeah, but that's still not Phase Four or Five. Like, no. So like I mean. I guess yeah. Years. But I don't know. Just Namor no. and Doom—they align politically pretty well. Doom's a bad guy, but when he needs to be an okay guy, he's okay. Mm-hmm. If it benefits his country better. Latveria, and that's very much Namor. Namor will do. He's he's Black Adam. Like that's how Black Adam is too in the comics. Like he'll do it if it's good, if it benefits his country. But if it doesn't, he's out. Mm-hmm. And he'll turn on you like that because he has no affiliation to anything or no like. And no remorse. Really. Yeah, no remorse. Like, like that's what's interesting about this Namor is like, it's the first villain. I mean, Killmonger is that way too, but he's just doing it to do it. Like. Mm-hmm. Say, I need to do it, screw you. If you get in my way, get out of the way. If you don't, come on board. <laughs> like Well, I like when like when uh Shuri and her mom is sitting are sitting the by beach. the fire on the beach in Wakanda mm-hmm. and he just comes out of the water. Yeah. Like that whole scene. Yeah. And then when he he's like, If you're not with me, you're against me. Yeah. And then he leaves and then somehow manages to Sneak. Sneak the, the, the vibranium finish. thing yeah. right beside them without them seeing. It's like, dang. Well, and when he calls back to it later, when him and Shuri are having like a one-on-one, and he's like, yeah, I heard you on the beach that night. It's like he was listening in on that conversation. Mm-hmm. So he's not, not sympathetic. Like, he understands. Yeah. 
those emotions, he just puts them to the side because it's like, I don't mm-hmm. care about your feelings. But I do care, but when it comes to my country, I don't care about your feelings. Like my, my group of people, I don't care about your feelings. <laughs> They're just simply an obstacle in my way. I also think that the movie did a really good job of explaining um, the underwater civilization and how yeah, it came to cool. be. I and like then that. also explaining why Namor is the way he is. Yeah. Well, it's from a young age, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah he's only that way because his mom got treated so poorly, right? His people got treated so poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just circumstances circumstances of environment, right? Well, yeah, he goes to bury his mom and then sees what's happening on the island. Yeah. And just like kills everybody <laughs> yeah and i when i saw the trailer and i saw that scene i thought that was like young him watching his child at home get burned down or something and oh yeah yeah and i was I like, oh, and that. like that would be a powerful moment and then when you watch it he's like nah like it's even more powerful he's like oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then when he takes on the name namor because it means like son of the devil or whatever it's yeah it's like that's hard like mm-hmm. guy took his biggest like insult and like yep that's who i am now (laughs) also that opening not really opening but like it's it's the beginning of the movie but when they're on that big ship and then all of a sudden his people oh yeah the siren song and stuff like that and yeah and they're making everybody walk off the boat yeah it's It's so eerie and dark Mm -hmm. and then the helicopter takes off and they Oh, like you, this guy. Yeah, and yeah. you don't see his face or anything. You just see his silhouette in the Go thunderstorm. Silhouette. It's like, at that moment, you know he's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, they introduce him so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, if, and Namor. Namor's a character that if you knew enough about him, you might look at Wakanda Forever like a trailer and be like, okay, Namor's not the real villain. Like, someone else is at play like that's why those dr doom rumors are coming out and stuff because he's just good enough sometimes you're like there's no way he can be menacing enough for a whole movie to be the main antagonist and then he is <laughs> like, yeah oh okay like we're going that route namor is badass and he's cruel mm-hmm. and it's awesome and they did a really good job with him mm-hmm. yeah overall that movie was fantastic they also made him powerful, but not, like, Superman powerful, so you don't have that Superman complex. Yeah, he can easily, like, the fact that they figure out how to nerf him is cool. Yeah, with the fire and him not being able to breathe. Yep. They figure out his weakness. Yeah, because he breathes through the pores of his body, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Good movie. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this, you most likely have seen it, but... Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> But yeah, very good. Highly recommend the second watch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you might as well go rewatch the first one too. It helps you yeah, get some new appreciation too. for it. I mean, yeah, first one, Killmonger's just good too. Well, Killmonger kind of carries that movie, but for some people. But I don't know. I watched it again afterwards and I've really focused in on what they're trying to tell about T'Challa and like his growth mm-hmm. coming from even just Civil War being, he's kind of Shuri. He kind of has that vengefulness oh, in him, yeah. right? Like, that Killmonger reasoning isn't so unreasonable. Oh, yeah. He, at the end of Civil War, he's... Ready to murk Zemo. Yeah, he, he's on the snowy mountain with Zemo, and he's like, 
vengeance has consumed yeah oh, you. Such a good vengeance line. has consumed them yeah and i'm done letting vengeance consume me so hard and that that's and then to he like, saves zemo from killing himself yeah like that right there is what makes the child different like it's his character it's, his, it's who he is like mm-hmm. he is a noble king like but yeah, like but he Walker, also has his flaws. He's not perfect. Yeah, he's not perfect. But like Ken Walker says, he doesn't have the guts to do the other stuff that sometimes needs to be done. And like Shuri might not have saved Zemo, right? Shuri might have just let him blow, let his, him brains blow his brains out. And Killmonger definitely wouldn't have even entertained it. Like Yeah. But yeah, no, that first especially with the context of Civil War and keeping that storyline in mind, I really like the T'Challa side of Black Panther 1. Like, paying attention oh, to yeah. who he is as a character, it really helps me like that movie a lot more. As much as Killmonger does carry that movie, Chadwick as T'Challa yeah. carries it a lot. <laughs> just as much, if not more. Yeah. It's just, I think Killmonger hit so well at the moment because it had been a while since we had a really strong villain. Yeah. And he is really strong because he's not wrong. But, I yeah. Mean, it hadn't been crazy long because Black Panther came out fairly quickly after the Civil War. Yeah, but a lot of Zemo people didn't like really Zemo. Like, I like him. I do too. But Civil War kind of got some mixed reception on the villain side of things. But yeah, we can break down those movies another day. Oh yeah. Well, we may have to do that one day, kind of rewatch some of those older ones and give our updated thoughts on them. Oh, why yeah. we like them now and why we did, or vice versa. And I know we've been doing a lot of lists and stuff, but it's yeah, it's easy to fill things and, and we'll get you scroll through TikTok and people give you an idea. Yeah, well, and we'll we'll get more into individual stuff too. Yeah, I think we should definitely talk about a lot of the stuff we have been watching in the next yep. episode because we've watched a couple movies. That have been on our big mega list. Yep. And we'll probably, by the time we record the next one, watch a couple more. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk about them. But we're we're kind of in a, a horror thriller mood right now. <laughs> yeah. And we're in a trial and error phase of the podcast, too, where we're trying to find what works for us and mm-hmm. what people actually want to pay attention to and what's interesting. Mm-hmm. finding that balance of what's current events and what you also want to talk about yeah but yeah we'll uh we'll end the podcast there yeah and we will talk to everybody next. in the next one yeah all right see ya mm-hmm.